0: Hi, I'm Shlomi Rong, the CEO at the Visual Storytelling Institute and welcome to another episode of Visual Storytelling Today podcast where every month I interview very innovative visual storytellers that are making a difference in their uh, clients lives uh, with really amazing strategies. So today's topic is uh, going to be how stories shape reality and for this topic I figured you know it's so easy to stay in your industry and interview people that look like you marketers uh, business people and for this topic i decided to kind of venture out a little bit to another industry and get a fresh perspective that us marketers entrepreneurs can learn from a as we go a, about building our own visual storytelling strategies so with that i'm super excited to have a natalie Kosturik. she's a licensed marriage and family therapist based in the fort Lauderdale. Florida and we're going to cover this uh, exciting topic uh, because I was uh, really intrigued by her story when we met uh, about how she's rewriting stories for her clients uh, in order to shape their realities and when you think about it marketers do the same thing for customers uh, but in our case we are doing this in order to sell more products and uh, that those products will play a role in changing uh, our customers' lives So with that, uh, welcome to the show, Nali.
1: Hi, thank you, thanks for having me on.
0: Excellent, wow, I'm I'm so excited to speak with you about this uh, topic because as you remember, we talked about uh, the extreme parlors uh, in both our industries. And before we get uh, deep into uh, the root uh, question of the day, why don't you kind of walk us through your journey, how you got started, and this
1: fabulous world of mental health <laughs> you know, like anyone else, I think it starts with it started with my own personal journey of growing up. as I was growing up there was I grew up in an immigrant family, so not quite American and not quite Croatian, this very sort of right. odd middle place in this alternative reality, very different from. From my American friends and so I didn't fully understand the experience of what it meant
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I didn't like all of it I didn't like the story that was unfolding in my life all of the, the characters in and out of it the experiences and I was like I just felt like there had to be something more than what was happening right in that moment yeah. and so I just knew that psychology was my avenue I've never doubted it for five seconds mm-hmm. because I just knew that I wanted to be more than I was in that moment, and that the story that was shaping my life wasn't the one that I wanted it to end with.
0: So psychology is the rewriting machine, so to speak. Oh my
1: god, yeah. Well, aren't we all storytellers?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So that's amazing. So when you think a little bit about uh, your uh, profession as a therapist. You know, you've probably have seen throughout the years, many uh, clients. So what would you say the most common uh, roadblock uh, your clients need help with?
1: So people get stuck in their story. Right. Um, and the pain, we, everyone has pain points in their life. You know, when you meet somebody, we, in order to get to know each other, we tell a story. Right. But well, when someone's had something traumatic or difficult happen in their life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when there's usually trauma, there's something that wants to be expressed because of what took place. When there's not the chance to tell the story about what happened mm-hmm. or that this, your story makes other people uncomfortable or unhappy because we live in this culture where you're supposed to be happy, like just be positive. If somebody says that to me, I think my head's going to explode. <laughs> like, And so what ends up happening is you get stuck in it because it's, it's just an unexpressed part of yourself. And so people come into therapy to be able to unlock these secrets and express what's actually happened so that they're no longer... A character in that story, they become their own hero because they've moved past the story and now embody right. a new positive characteristic about themselves as a result of the pain. So yes. if someone can convert the pain into something positive, information of positive change, it's no longer pain. Right, right. It's a Basically, story of triumph.
0: They come to you with the million stories that all of them have a negative resolution in some cases and that's where they stuck on the resolution yeah that's amazing because what i do uh, as a visual storyteller uh, helping uh, brands uh, specifically entrepreneurs uh, kind of discover their brand narrative and part of it is really discovering uh, their personal narrative as part of the process that i go so what i keep telling them is that you know for using our framework it's it's a way for me to create kind of extract the story that's buried within you already. So you have the story, we just need to extract it. So I bet you do the same thing with your clients where it's not about their business side, but it's more about their personal narrative that's buried within them. And maybe you can talk about your process.
1: Oh, okay. Um, It's really interesting because we really do kind of the same, we really do the same work. (laughs) (laughs) You do brand identity, I do identity.
0: Personal identity—that
1: personal identity, which is your personal brand, right? Like we're all selling something all the time, right? Yep. Please like me. <laughs> you know? So the way that therapy works is when somebody comes in with their story. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, I guess it's sort of a take on narrative therapy. There's a lot of narrative therapy elements in what it is that I do. But we start with the story that the person's been telling, right? This is the history. We gather the history. I'll probably listen for a couple of sessions about history because I don't like to just jump in. I really want to know the depths of the story. (laughs) And when we talk about the story, we talk about the evolution of their story from the early years until adulthood, wherever it is, however old they are, whatever the time frame is. And when they're telling the story, they're telling the story from the place of the age that it took place. Right. So when you're referring to the pain experience as a child, I want to hear about it from that child place. Yeah. What was that like for you in that space? Because then they can connect to who they were mm-hmm. at that time because it's kind of far away, right? right right so It give us a little bit of a safer perspective mm-hmm. and then we move through we move through that story so that it's we identify what are the what were the pitfalls of the story what were the roadblocks how were you mm-hmm. what was not given to you what was the what was a lack of safety that was safety which is like holy Uh, everybody's story (laughs) that's an everybody's story is a desire to be safe and so when we identify what those things are we can also find out what are the thoughts the feelings and the behaviors that have come as a result of those stories Mm. and then as they have some sort of begin to develop compassion I guess for who they were at these various stages of their life they begin to move through the story one of the ways that we begin to integrate the differences is Mm -hmm. we start challenging those old thoughts feelings and behaviors with new ones right so if you're used to saying you know i'm a constant failure because that's what you were told you can't do anything right you start to look in the world that their job literally becomes that anytime that they have that thought they have to go into their day with the purpose of finding where it is that they are doing great and where they're being validated and keep track of it because what we have to do is we have to counterbalance the the old thoughts feelings and beliefs and ways of being with new ones so it's it's a very challenging approach because people really are resistant to change you know it's like I have all of this proof that I'm this terrible human being who can't be successful. And then there's fear. And so, as we do these things, they begin to move through fear and they experience themselves in a new way. And once you experience yourself in a new way, the old way begins to fade. That's very interesting
0: uh, what you're saying because, you know, in some cases, I bet, you know, this uh, negative story are really rewrite, are really hard coded, a very, Hard in their in mind so in terms of changing the story they're telling themselves uh, as, as a visual st- visual storyteller yourself you know are you using any visual cues in their environment for them to kind of keep reminding them because you know it's a visual mental story they're telling themselves but in order for them to change you know that line of code <laughs> in their mind they need to get some you know physical triggers
1: Sure, sure. So, you know, there's there's ways of of doing that. So, part of it can be sort of alter, altering their interaction with their day. So, developing new, now, well, I got to take this back hold on a sec. The visual triggers. What do I do with that?
0: Do they have notes on their fridge for example or you know some objects that are symbolic for something else
1: (laughs) so so one of the things that i that i have done is when a client is really deep in in the story and needs a clue i'll have them wear a necklace or something that they can hold on to that's a symbol of a new space or it could be a piece of jewelry that they Mm -hmm. wear um some clients like actually like the rubber band to, to to fling on their hand that cognitive approach, you know, to snap them back mm-hmm. and out of their out of their headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it, it's personalized, to mm-hmm. be honest, because it has to be a personal experience. Some people like the writing down a list of I am statements about mm-hmm. who they are now as a reminder, or just keeping track of the really positive statements and that they get from other people during the day, like great job. Oh my God, I can't believe you did that in record time. Yeah. Things like that. So yeah. it's wide. <laughs> with yeah, the- sure. and, you know,
0: vision yeah. boards and all kinds of other Oh sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Vision boards. I love when people go, I'll send them to classes actually for vision yeah. boards Yeah, because yeah. that's a whole yeah. visualization that's possible. Meditation is also a brilliant way of keeping yourself definitely creating new visual cues for yourself
0: yeah one of the things I really liked uh, uh, when I did research for this uh, episode is uh, checking out your Instagram account and I saw that you're so creative in terms of uh, a variety of quotes and analogies so is there any particular analogy that uh, you really you know think this is really encapsulating succinctly your belief, I know that uh, you have a bunch of them, like life is a video game, for example. <laughs> I love that one.
1: <laughs> I use that one actually a lot, believe uh-huh. it or not. Um, people really relate to, to technology and to video games. Yeah. right. We grew up playing video games, I don't know anybody who has it. Right. So when you talk about what's going on in their life, as everybody starts off in the game together, yeah. and then you develop different skills throughout the game, And you can all be on the same level, but now you have new skills and new abilities that help you level up. And you get new dragons, by the way. Each level has its own dragons, right? Each level has its own dragons and demons. You have to slay them (laughs) and get to the other side. And it's really cool because when you look at life that way, then you begin to realize that everything that's happening, that you're moving through, is happening for you, to teach you, to elevate you, to improve you, so that when the dragon comes, you have the tools Display it quickly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Another similarity to what we're both doing is, uh, I always say that uh, you need to treat the customer as the hero of the story, and my role is really serve as a guide or mentor along their journey. So I bet you are doing the same thing because I read a little bit about you on your website, and you're doing, you're just saying, you know, your experience is yours. You know, I'm just here to kind of help you interpret it and the right way, and kind of. Detonate, you know.
1: <laughs> right, the client is always the expert, right? They're yeah. always the expert on themselves. They know. Yeah. However, it's just like when somebody's going to you for for visual storytelling. You yeah. bring a different perspective to them, so they can see their world from a wider place. Exactly. That's what I do as a therapist. I help them see their world from a wider place because we have an. Enti- I have an entirely different life and experiences and education than yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. And so I help them see themselves in a new light. Like when my clients come in, they're like, I'm so depressed. I'm like, that's so fantastic. Oh my God, you're feeling stuff. This is awesome. And they look at me like I have 14 heads. And, and then I begin to explain my perception, how I see depression and anxiety and our different emotional states because they're there to provide us information. What what's, what becomes negative about something like depression is it makes other people uncomfortable, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to see her sad. Oh my God, they're going through so much. This is such a bad thing. No, it's not. It's yeah. just depression, <laughs> it'll pass. Exactly. Hold on one sec, let me make sure. I'm on wifi, <laughs>
0: okay. One thing you mentioned about perspectives is Obviously when you talk to one client, it's uh, their perspective about their story uh, and you kind of, they bounce it back with you. But uh, when you have a couple that uh, needs a marriage consulting, obviously you have two conflicting stories that you need to bridge. So can you talk a little bit about that, how you
1: move a a
0: couple from this is my story to our story?
1: You know, where where couples really get stuck is their inability to express their own story.
0: Mm.
1: And so the goal is to get to the heart of the story. It's not the story itself that's important. It's the emotional need that's not being met, Mm -hmm. which is what's trying to be expressed through the story. So the job becomes is how do we get to the emotional place? So that what you're expressing is more of an emotional need that somebody can give to you versus, well, you just don't help around the house at all and I take care of everything and now we have no time for each other. Well, the thing is, is that I want a partner. I want somebody who loves me and cares about me and sees that I'm stressed out and will jump in and help out. That's a really different request than you jerk, (laughs) you're not helping me. And so when we can get two people to understand what the emotional needs are of each other, yeah. then they can begin to act in a different way. So we break down their story to the emotional components. And once we understand that, then things start to flow and we teach communication skills and just more emotional intimacy and empathy for one another.
0: Yeah, and once the stories meld, obviously the reality changed for the better. And that's where you could see actual changes
1: so yeah well that's the hope right yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever that means better <laughs>
0: yeah so maybe kind of to bring it to, to life for our audience maybe you can give us one or two examples of at least in broad strokes
1: okay of a, a like a situation with a client yeah that okay. you can kind
0: of help uh, reshape their reality
1: <laughs> all right well i had a um I had a client who was severely depressed, uh-huh. probably hadn't been out of bed in like a week, like except to like go eat something and go back in bed. <laughs> hadn't showered, had had s- several losses of very, very close people in their life. And we also going through their own health issues, like really like dealing with uh, cancer and their own cancer treatment. So. They just, they were kind of in the space of wanting to give up. And when we came together, we talked about their story and what had unfolded and the meaning of losing these two very significant women in their life. It happened one year apart on the same exact day, which is crazy, right? (laughs) Um. And so what we did is we talked about the significance of these people, what they brought to to her life, what what she still carries of them with her. Mm -hmm. And so we took them from what used to be to what still is, which is her being, who she is, and how they've transformed who she is into someone better, more than she even imagined or was able to recognize because of her own grief. Once she realized that she had actually integrated parts of who these beautiful souls were into herself, she was, it was a different story. Now this wasn't a story of the lo- of, of death and loss, this was a story of triumph and support and love and progress in her life and so, We literally worked together maybe like three months and then she was done.
0: (laughs) And that's the magic, I think, you know, when we we think about stories uh, and how they can reshape reality, when you think about it, at the very basic level, it's it's about really modifying meanings. Yeah. We all carry different meanings that we interpret, you know, those subjective meanings, because these are really the ones that makes a difference in someone's story. So right. change their meanings to events from the past, experiences, things that happened to them, then you could see start seeing how the story starts changing. So, right, right. And they have to connect
1: to the meaning. The meaning has to be real for them, right? Right. Which is why when somebody's like just be positive, that doesn't work. Yeah. It's gotta be <laughs> well, believable, yeah, absolutely. It has to be a meaningful story that connects to who you are, who you are authentically. Right, right. So that you own it, and, and now it's a now it's a real part of who you are.
0: Right. So so now let's get talk about uh, you wearing the business uh, <laughs> business person uh, hat for a second. Because when okay. I did a research uh, uh, for this uh, show, I was uh, coming across an interview that you did where you say uh, this uh, this interesting statement. There is this constant balancing act between sharing who you are without crossing a boundary, find, finding your genuine voice without trying to sell service. I think this is super important to our audience that uh, can easily sometimes fall into the trap of uh, becoming too salesy kind of a commodity service. And at the end of the day, we want to kind of project our real values. So how do you do it from your perspective?
1: Well, I know myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this point in my life. Happy to report. And so when I am sharing, it's, it's really my authentic voice. Mm-hmm. It's really how I view the world. It's, it's the most honest that I can be. And when I'm being that, I realize that not everyone is going to like what I have to say or it's going to resonate with them. Just because I can forgive easily doesn't mean that you can forgive easily. <laughs> yeah. We haven't Because I have a different, it means something entirely different to me. And so I'm okay with people not liking everything that I have to say. Like I am yeah. A-okay with that. Right,
0: right.
1: But i'm getting them to think even if they don't like it if they're thinking about it then great that's i feel like then i'm good i'm done i'm not i'm not selling something per se i am inciting thought that maybe leads to a different thought and a different way of being and a different way of feeling that i may never even hear about or know i see and i'm okay with that too
0: yeah so when you're marketing your services you are typically try to focus on a, a common pain point that you come across in your practice and just give your perspective and uh, with the hope that your original perspective will be perceived as an authentic uh, observation with your target audience, clients, couples, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'll often share something personal, like my personal observation, how I'm experiencing the world. Got it, the moment right. time.
0: Yeah, yeah. The role of vulnerability and imperfection definitely helps here.
1: (laughs) You know, I think people run away from vulnerability. I am beyond grateful for the work of Brene Brown, (laughs) bringing vulnerability to the forefront. Because it's a strength. It's a strength in a brand, too, to be vulnerable, to be raw, to be honest. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is what we're about.
0: Right. Right.
1: And we're sticking to it, whether you like it or not.
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly.
1: Because it's real.
0: Yeah. One thing you also talk about is uh, your unmasking approach. And, and the context here is kind of interesting because uh, we just talked uh, a minute ago about uh, how you really learning the story of your client, the history, to get a better understanding. But we all know that stories are uh, more uh, often they, they actually carry negative meanings that the, either your client, their family, their friends, work, society are all kind of assigning to them. So how do you, do you interview other perspectives of the story or are you relying on one source or how can you,
1: you know, unpick the other sources? So when a client comes in with their story, what we do is, we'll add, because people want to look good, right? Everything is about looking good and fitting in and wanting validation, and I get that. Yep. We all want it. There's nothing unhealthy about that. But not everybody has the same level of importance, right? The way that your spouse thinks and feels about you and your kids, well, that's going to be way up there, right? So we, so we prioritize who's really significant, what's super important and what's not. And sometimes simply just putting it in a hierarchy of most important to least important, it becomes much easier to separate the stories from those where you're like, does this really matter that much? So they begin to loosen the reins a little bit. They begin to loosen the reins a little bit, not hold themselves so tight to this perceived meaning that they've given this. Mm -hmm story yeah and then you, and then becomes an, a much easier process of truly identifying what's your real voice who are the people that matter the most and are you speaking to them because that's valid that's part of you that makes sense for who it is that you are right. and maybe these other people just aren't that important and they need less importance and, and do you
0: go and kind of interview other characters in the story or you just rely on the client's story
1: What do you mean by that? Like, am I pulling in other people?
0: Yeah, let's say you have a client that tells you a very painful story that involves other characters. When I say characters, it could be, you know, maybe my aunt, my my mother, somebody else that's connected to the story and kind of create negative meaning that triggers this reaction from the client.
1: So what I'll do sometimes is I will ask them how to tell the same story, but from different perspectives. Oh, I see. So they can tell the story from the perspective of their aunt. Of course, once they tell it from the different characters, you begin to see where their thoughts are on all these different people (laughs) in their life. (laughs) And then then that even helps further with what their pain points are, how they perceive that, how they think that other people perceive them. Uh Because that may or may not be true. I mean, really? How many people are asking that question? Like, do you really think this of me? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, I one
0: dual <laughs> story effect. You know, the story you tell yourself and the story people tell about you.
1: Completely yeah. different thing. <laughs> I have to tell you, I've heard recently a story about me, and I was like, "Are you talking about me?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, never said that. Never did that. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's amazing.
1: <isn't> it? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I was like, "Was I there?" <laughs>
0: So it seems like emotions play a very cardinal roles in in, in stories. You know, in brand storytelling, we, we keep saying there's an emotional arc that mm-hmm. uh, every story goes through ups and downs, and there's different six six types of uh, emotional arcs uh, in stories. You know, rags to riches. There's right of them. So as you kind of, uh, it's almost like a, equalizer, you know, kind of managing the ups and downs in the story of clients.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally, I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just bringing, you know, the app stores, the the end of the story. Is is there any kind of a strategy that you are using, you know, to really kind of uh, focus on the emotion component of the story? Because that's really what matters at the end of the day.
1: Well, one of the things that I do with my clients is I, we define emotions versus feelings, because I think people mix those two things up, right? Emotions are just your emotional experience. I'm sad, I'm happy, yep. I'm anxious, I'm fearful. Those are just emotions. Yep. Emotions come, emotions go. All day long, you're- having clouds. I'm sorry? some clouds. Yeah. <laughs> but feelings are are, interpret- are the stories that we tell about our emotions. Mm. And so we begin to dissect what the difference is like which part of this is an actual emotional experience and which is your story your interpretation of this emotional experience when you're doing that that's when you start pulling out the voices Mm. right the negative self-talk because those aren't those their voices those are learned voices Mm. those are voices from the past speaking into your present trying to influence Mm -hmm. and so we have to separate those out and so when there is a distinction between emotion and feeling there's a lot more clarity that someone can get because people don't talk about that.
0: No, absolutely, it's they don't talk about it. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, that's
0: fascinating. I know we can talk for hours now, but uh, since we're uh, going towards the end now, uh, I want to kind of uh, bring it back to uh, the business context. And obviously, uh, our audience, entrepreneurs, marketers are humans as well, right? So they carry stories uh, to work and. Definitely, this is something that uh, affects their reality. So what would you say your top three tips uh, marketers could take to improve uh, their reality for their customers?
1: Be authentic. I think the hardest thing, even when I'm trying to find a product or a company or yeah. that I want to support because I, you know, it's something I, I need, yeah. just tell the truth. Yeah. Be real. Like, if, if you're organic, non-GMO, truly be organic and non-GMO. Don't make me find out from the food, babe, that you are actually none of those things, just an incredible liar. Like, I am not, I now will never come back to you. Right. You have officially lost me. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: I'd rather they be real and truthful and honest. Like, that helps so much. Yep. Yeah. And... Two, I think being open to conversation with your consumers directly. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be perfect all the time. Owning your flaws as a company, I mean, we all make mistakes. I, I don't know a single human being, which is what a company is comprised of, that's not going to make a mistake. And so own it make do the best that you possibly can. If your customer's really upset, listen. Yeah. It might not be about you per se, but you're in, you're in the line of fire. Right. I'm really sorry that we're part of making your day bad. <laughs> <laughs> you have an entirely different experience with them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I think ultimately it just really comes down to being willing to lose because you're not going to be able to serve everybody and you're not going to meet everybody's needs and you're not going to have all your reviews are not going to be perfect and if they are you're probably doing something wrong yeah. because you need some people disliking you you need a little bit of both and it's okay for that to happen and i think you can do that that that's sustainability that's knowing who you are whether you're a human being or you're a brand <laughs>
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I, I come across these issues every day, so I, I think you hit on really very important uh, three areas that uh, market businesses could really address in their daily lives. Uh, absolutely,
1: it's just being real.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So simple, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, when Amazon loses my packages, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah, and that they're going to step up, and if somebody calls and says, "I'm so sorry, this happened, we lost your package," you know, we're going to make this better. Right. Great. What can what can you do to make it better? (laughs) Like we're having a conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So even conflicts are really opportunities for you to change the resolution from negative to positive. So it's not a bad thing.
1: Right, and that's that's everything, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're here to do.
0: All right, thank you so much for sharing you know, such great tips and from your experience in therapy to the world of marketing, who knew? <laughs> but they're connected. I didn't,
1: I didn't until we met.
0: <laughs> they are connected at the hip. So I wanna thank you so much for your time today. And for our audience, how can they contact you if they have questions?
1: Um, it's probably the easiest to find me on my website. Natalie K U S T U R I C K-U-S-T-U-R-I-C.com. And then you have my email and my phone number there. It's awesome. easy. That's fantastic.
0: Thank you again, Natalie. This has been fascinating. I know I'm going to talk to you some more about all these great topics. And for all of you listening or watching on YouTube, uh, we'll talk soon uh, on the next episode of The video Storytelling Today. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Visual Storytelling Today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told.